1: Welcome to the Let's K 12 Better podcast. This podcast is a project between Mama Volcates and her kids. Hi! In our podcast, we will cover a variety of subjects involving K 12 education and family life. We will talk about the ways that parents, kids, and educators can improve K 12 education and family life. We encourage you to join our conversation on social media using the hashtag Let's K12 Better.
0: Let's jump into season two, episode one of the Let's K12 Better podcast. brings new promises, new ideas, new hope. It inspires us to reimagine, realign, and reprioritize, providing us with the momentum and motivation to make necessary changes so that we meet our goals. A fresh start. So welcome to season two of the Let's K-12 Better podcast. We ended season one with gratitude and reflections. We are starting this second season of the podcast with What's Your Why, a series on exploring motivation and the imperfect journey to our authentic self. This month, you'll hear from people who found the inspiration to pursue work that gives them meaning and purpose. We hope you join us at the end of January for a live community discussion that will close out the What's Your Why series. How do we build a community, especially during periods of prolonged isolation? How do we use creative expression as a form of therapy and self-actualization? In this episode, we sat down with Gail Clanton, a writer and lover of words. Gail uses her talent and passion for writing to help transform businesses, brands, and individuals so that they reach their ultimate levels of success. We hope that you enjoyed the gems of wisdom she dropped on us during this interview. We are so delighted to have our Aunt Gail Clanton join us today on the podcast. She is someone who is near and dear to our hearts. Gail Clanton loves words, and she uses them to help transform businesses, brands, and individuals so that they reach their ultimate level of success.
2: Aunt Gail, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It is a pleasure for me to be here with you guys. Thanks for the invite. We are so excited. So this
0: is going to be super lit. Um, We have our first question. We're just going to jump right on into this.
1: Okay. Let's start by getting to know you better. You've spent your career as a writer and editor. What inspired you to start on this path? And what are some important milestones on your journey as a writer?
2: Great, great question. Well, I think my love and appreciation for Word Started in grade school. I was the kid that was always writing stories and writing plays and trying to get my classmates involved. I remember for Thanksgiving's um, in like maybe third and fourth grade, I would write a play and get some of my um, classmates, usually my friends, to um, play the parts of the the pilgrims or the indians and then we'd have a song cuz it was a musical. Of course, and, uh, of course. Uh-huh. And um it was just a it was just a lot of fun and it was a great creative outlet for me. I just loved words. I do not love numbers. So math and science, uh uh-uh, those were not my classes, but I always did well and I really enjoyed the writing classes. So I've just always kind of been drawn to that that realm of study. And so when it was time for me to go away to college, speaking of milestones, I realized that I could make a living with words. And for me, I wanted to combine my love of words with my um, interest in trying to persuade people to do a certain thing or to promote a certain project or product. So I majored in communications in college and my concentration was public relations because I was really interested in how you can use words as well as other modes of communication to get people to take on a particular belief or do a certain thing. After I graduated from college, I got a, most of my jobs were not in public relations, but in marketing. So I do copywriting where I'm trying to, again, use words to persuade people to do something, whether it was to uh, attend a conference that my job was sponsoring or buy a product that my job was selling. um, I've been able to use my writing and my editing to help businesses succeed. On a more personal note, another milestone for me was um, when I got a divorce and I went through a period of transformation and I began to realize that when I was going through that time, writing my feelings, writing my fears, writing my, um, the things I was excited about for my future was therapeutic for me. Just getting those thoughts out of my mind and onto a piece of paper made a big, big difference for me.
0: It just sounds like, you know, it just sounds like your ability and the opportunity to like express how you feel and how you see the world is like super important and an important part of who you are and how you define yourself. Right. Um, I think so definitely. Yes. Yeah. And I just that I think it's really awesome. There are some people who don't have the confidence, I would say, to like, you know, put themselves out there to write their story or to write their feelings and emotions. So like, I guess a follow-up would be like, what advice do you have? Because a lot of people right now are probably going through some major life changes. Mm -hmm. Um, what advice would you have for someone who, you know, they're not as confident, but they might want to use writing as a way to express themselves to get through something.
2: Well, I would say that one of the things that I like about writing is that, um, there's so many different forms of it. So whatever form you take on is probably going to be Okay you know, sometimes we feel like we have to compare our writing to somebody else's writing, but that just may not be your thing, you know? I mean, certainly there are certain, you know, grammatical rules that, you know, we try to follow. And yeah, you want your words to be spelled correctly. But beyond that, I think writing is a creative expression, and it's hard to do it wrong. So I would say for people to take that idea of perfection out of their mind and just write just write and you can sometimes write just for yourself until you feel confident enough to let somebody else see what it is that you've expressed in writing but my first thing would be take the fear away you're not going to mess up because it's your thoughts so just write
0: Lots of um head shaking for me, you know, hopefully encouraging the not only like you know the kids who are listening but like the adults who are listening too, right like mm-hmm. writing is a therapeutic exercise. um Indeed. I just I love what you said, I love what you said, oh my God, Iigail, you're the best <laughs> <laughs> so I have my second question
1: person up here, all right. As a founder of Sparkle Talk Series, can you share with our listeners what the series is and why you
2: decided to start? Sure. Okay. So as a part of my, um, what I was saying a little bit earlier, and I was talking about how um, when we're going through periods of transformation, periods of change, it's an excellent opportunity to write. And so at the beginning of, this COVID period of isolation, I realized that this was indeed a time of transformation. People were having to think differently and do things differently. And so I thought that this would be a really cool time to get people interested in writing. So I hosted two writing workshops. They were called, What's Your Story? And I helped these, it was all, no, one, I had two sessions. One, there was a gentleman in it, and then the other session was all women. And I helped them write a story of how they were coping with living in life during the COVID-19 pandemic. And it was very therapeutic for them, not just the writing, but just the um, being in a group with other people who were also going through what they were going through. So, At the end of the second session, these ladies were like, we don't want to stop. You know, can we continue meeting somehow? We're going to miss each other. How can we stay in touch? And that was the birth of the Sparkle Talk series. So what we do now is basically the same group of women, but we've um, grabbed some other ladies too, and some gentlemen that join us from time to time as well. And we meet on the first Saturday of every month. It's a wonderful way to just kind of check in and see how everybody's doing. And then we also have a special guest who comes on and shares from their area of expertise. We had a professional storyteller come on, and this is a woman who actually makes money going around and telling stories. Some of them she's written. Some of them are stories that other people have written. We had a voiceover artist come in and tell us how her business had to kind of pivot with COVID and how she's still making a living doing what she loves. We had a woman come on that talked about um, using essential oils to heal. So these are just a few examples of the people that come on to the Sparkle Talk. We do this via Zoom. Um, They share from their expertise. The ladies in attendance get to ask questions, and it's just a wonderful way to keep in touch with one another.
0: I love that. You know, um, I feel like a lot of people have built up their tribes, you know, during this time, which we'll talk Mm -hmm. more about, you know, but I kind of want to jump into like, why did you,
2: why did you call it Sparkle Talk? Okay. Well, when I began this whole, you know, there's a whole like industry out there of people that write, speak and coach. And um, when I did, I had my very first seminar. Um, in January 2018, I think it was, or 2017. And um, it was a free seminar to attend, but I asked ladies to bring jewelry that they were no longer wearing, and we donated it to Dress for Success. So I thought about the fact, what does jewelry do? It sparkles, right? So then, because I my faith is very important to me, I began to think of scriptures that I could attach to the idea of sparkling. And I came across, this, it's a scripture in the book of Matthew, which is in the New Testament, that talks about everyone should have a light and their light should, to paraphrase it, we ought to have a light that people see in us that draws them to us and then we can draw them to God. So my thought was that women, because most of the ladies that I'm um, affiliated with through the sparkle talks and things, they're women of a, what we say, certain age. For the most part, they're over 50. Yes, queens. So, yes. So I say that we have lived long enough, we have experienced enough that our lights ought to be so bright that we sparkle. And so that's where the idea of sparkle has come from. And I use it a lot in, you know, in a lot of the things that I do in social media and and just in general, I'm writing a book for myself that I'm pulling together um, a lot of my blog posts and a lot of writings that I've done elsewhere. And I'm calling it Sparkle in the Rain because I've just kind of embodied that whole idea that we have a God-given right and we have an ability to sparkle.
0: I absolutely love that. And I hope that it inspires our listeners to like take hold of their talents and abilities and skills and turn it into something that can connect with other people. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah. So we have yeah. our next question. Okay. Let me see here. Cause we've talked a little bit about like the community that you've built mm-hmm. and these wonderful people that you're continuing to engage with. Um,
1: so let's learn more about them. You've built a supporting and loving community of women. Can you talk about who this group is, what they mean to you,
2: and what you provide for each other? Sure. Well, um, these ladies—it started out basically being ladies that I knew. All of them are, like I said, of a certain age, um, and I think that they enjoy one another because. Of their shared experiences, you know, there's a lot in social media right now for, um, you know, younger people like 20s and 30s, um, but particularly on Facebook, you know, the the more seasoned ladies are still out there. We're still vibrant. We're still trying new things. We're still looking for sales and love and health tips and all that kind of stuff, you know. So this has been a way for ladies that have that shared interest to just kind of get together and talk. And it's been interesting how friendships have formed in this group. They are important to me because I, I sense that some of them need this connection. I feel like um, a lot of them are living alone, particularly right now. Um, they're they're in need of community, a feeling of connection. And I think beyond anything else, that's what we provide. When I was talking earlier about the Sparkle Talks, um, you know, we've had special guests and that's been very, very important, but that's the draw, you know, that gets them in the door. But what keeps them in the door is that sense of community. So these ladies are very important to me. I love the fact that in the Sparkle talks, there are people that I personally have known since kindergarten, all the way up to people that I've met, you know, just in the last couple of years online. So it's a very it's a varied group, but we have very similar needs and very similar interests.
0: So we were all like, "Wow!" Like since kindergarten, that Damn. yeah,
2: yep. I have two girls that um <laughs> that we met in kindergarten. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. Isn't that funny? It is. That's actually really amazing. And I would, I'll add like, you know, I just hope that as I grow and mature, that I will have something very similar as well. This sounds like a very beautiful, it's not a placeholder, but more like, like a, a continuous long hug.
1: Um,
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And affirming. I I just love, I love what you've built. Um, Thank you. I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun and it's very rewarding. You know, because somebody will say something, you know, and and it'll really touch you when you realize that you're really making a difference in these people's lives. Sometimes it's easy to just go about it, not necessarily knowing if you're making a difference, but, you know, but you are. And just like with your podcast, you know, sometimes with one-way communications, it can be difficult to know if if you're touching people, if you're making a difference. But I promise you, you are. And, um, and I encourage you girls to keep doing what you're doing because it's making a difference.
0: Oh, uh-huh. Thank you so much, Aunt Gail. So this kind of leads, what you said kind of leads into, well, not even kind of, it does lead into our next question.
2: Okay. Why is community so important, especially right now with COVID-19? Great, great question. You know, it's so funny to me because I think as when we're younger, you know, you join Girl Scouts or you join a sports team, or you join a choir because you want to feel like you're connected to other people. You want to be with, you want to hang out with people who like the things that you like to do. And you tend to think that that's what you do as kids. But the reality is that grownups need that same thing. And particularly now when those of us that are still working are not going out to a job and seeing people because, even though it is a job, there is that shared, you know, that feeling of community. We're all working towards the same goal. So, I think at any time, it's important to feel like you're connected with people who are like you, people who have the same values and the same goals that you have. But now, oh my gosh, now it's heightened one zillionth percent because as I mentioned a lot of the ladies that I'm working with live alone so and we're not supposed to go out a whole lot so you know they really look forward to and I do too our monthly talks and they look forward to our um posts in our Facebook group and the conversations that we have there so it's um you know it helps to fight the isolation that, um, you know, that a lot of people are feeling right now. So I encourage everybody to, you know, to find a community to reach out and become a part of something bigger than yourself, because otherwise, you know, these are some really lonely days, and it doesn't have to be that way.
0: I agree. I think the the fact that we have this technology now makes it a lot easier for people to to connect. I think a lot of young people did take for granted the ability to like just go out and like connect. And now we're, you know, kind of seeing like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I actually needed Peggy in the office who was getting on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> like, there's no Peggy in my office. I just want to, you know, make, make that, that clear. clear. There's no Peggy. Right. There. But you know, just saying like. Yeah, you you actually miss it when you don't have it, yeah. you do miss it. You really it. do. Um, and I, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to um move into this next question about other products and other things and other experiences that you're working on. So okay. um my next question,
1: here we go. You're currently working on living in the key of joy. Can you
2: talk more about this project? going back to what I mentioned about um, the writing workshops that I was running back in the beginning of our um, isolation period for COVID. And so I'm in a group with um, other ladies that are trying to um, encourage and and run businesses like I have, because it's important to connect with people that know more than you know. Right. And so one of the ladies in the group said to me, well, you've taken these ladies through this writing workshop they've got these stories now what and i was like uh, i don't know you know i didn't have a now what answer for her and so she said well why don't you think about creating a book and i was like okay i i think i could do that and so it's called it's an anthology which is a collection of stories from different people all surrounding one particular theme this is my first time actually Being the the leader of an anthology, I have had my work in anthologies, but I've never actually created an anthology of my own. So Living in the Key of Joy is the name of this anthology. So it's, like I said, it's a book. Right now we have about 21 people who have raised, raised their hands and said, yep, yep, I'm ready. I want my story to be in this book. Some of them are doing it scared, you know, like I said, you know, we should not be afraid to take a chance, but because, you know, they're not all quote unquote writers per se, we're offering some um, writing workshops for them so that they can become a little bit more confident in getting their story out. But um, my only rule for the ladies who are a part of this project is that your book has to have Ha- your story has to have a happy ending because we do not need any more sad stories right now. Yo, that's so, real. Isn't that the truth? So most of the stories are starting out with, you know, we're talking about, well, not most, but some of them are starting out talking about a difficult situation and how they got through it. And now they're in a place of peace and joy. My particular story I'm talking about or writing about my relationship with my mother, which is full of joy. I really, you know, I'm blessed to have my mother still here. And we have a lot of fun hanging out. So that's what my story is going to be about. And the project launches in February. So that's when we're going to start having our workshops. And that's when the ladies will actually start writing in earnest. And then the book is going to come out in May.
0: Wow. This sounds like, first of all, you know, people pushing each other to their own greatness. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. the the lady who was like, okay, we did these stories. Now what? <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Because I was like, what do you mean now? Well, you know, I was all proud. I was like, yes, I have done these workshops. <laughs> and she was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so now, and then what, you know, and surprisingly, you know, almost everybody, I'm trying to think, I think, I think maybe two or three, but almost everybody that took the writing workshops are in the book. So they were hungry for doing, you know, doing more with their writing. But like you said, it took somebody to, you know, on the outside to say, hey, this is so obvious to me. Why don't you do this?
0: Yeah. And then I will, I also want to add like, just how wonderful it is to grow with a community of people. Kind of what you've said about why we want to do things like Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and sports and, you know, even church groups, et cetera. Mm -hmm. This idea that we have a goal and that we're growing together in a purpose together. I think yeah. that that is also just very beautiful opportunity that you you and this group are embarking on. It's super inspiring
2: well, I'm glad and and it's you know it's been very important to me to keep it up to be because to be honest with you, I was ready to say, Never mind, I'm done, you know because it felt like one way communication so much, and I tried to kind of step away from it from doing as much with the group, and then I began to hear from people like you know in the Facebook group, you're not posting as much, you know, is everything okay, you know, and so it was making a difference when I didn't realize that it was, mm. and so, um, you know, so I think that's important to, to know, and to also, every now and then, get a gauge from our communities, you know, like, am I really doing something that you care about? How, you know, how can I change it? Um, is there something more I need to provide? The monthly Sparkle Talks was most definitely a response to the ladies who were in the writing group saying, you know, we don't want to stop. We want to continue doing something together. We like each other. I was able to, you know, just kind of pivot and do something different that kept them engaged. And I think it's important, as one of the questions was earlier, it's extremely important now when we're feeling, you know, so isolated and things are just so different.
0: Right, and also redefining success and mm-hmm. redefining, you know, even like success in business and success in relationships during this time. Um, wow, Agail, I am super inspired by and impressed. Well, I mean, obviously, she's super cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of leads into like, I mean, I can't believe it's our like our last question. Um, I mean, we will talk after this is over, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, um, well, it leads into our final question. So we will
1: have our final questioner, Garvey, come on over. This interview is part of our what's your why a series on exploring motivation and the imperfect
2: journey to your authentic self. So we have to ask what's your why? That's a really good question. I sometimes ask myself, what's the why? Um, I think for me, I want to feel as though something that I have written, something that I have said has helped somebody else. I think when you go through a time of, of you know, of, of transformation, as I mentioned, you know, you start a new job, you move into a new house, you start a new school. There are feelings of, um, you know, you, you get nervous. Um, You're not quite certain you made the right decision. And so when I went through my own personal period of that transformation, I wrote about what I was going through and I wrote about some of the things that I was feeling. And I began to realize that the things that I was writing about could help somebody else too. And, you know, it's often said that when you go through something you ought to be able to use that experience to help the next person so that they don't have to go through it the exact same way that you went through it. So for me, a big part of my why is to help ensure that the next lady who goes through a divorce at a particular period in life, you know, where people probably are expecting that you've got it all together, you know, you've got the white picket fence, you've got that perfect life. And then when you realize that you really don't have that perfect life, but you can have another life that is perfect. And these are some of the feelings that you may go through. And these are some of the obstacles you may face. But in the end, you can have a different kind of perfection. That's what I want my writing to do. I want my writing to give people hope, I want my writing to let people realize that they can, you know, that dream they had when they were 20 could be a whole different dream by the time they're 50 and it can come true. I want people to understand that, you know, there's never, it's never too late to try something new. It's never too late to do something different and to put fear in the back seat and just keep going. It is my hope that any person who comes in contact with me won't go through some of the fears and some of the things that I went through because I should be able to help them. Their their journey should not be what my journey was. I ought to be able to help them see their light at the end of the tunnel earlier than I saw mine. That's pretty much my why. I wanna encourage, I wanna inspire, and I wanna be able to share my story as the thing that people can look at and say, okay, well, if she did it, I can do it too. If she can realize that things can turn around and a couple of years, a couple of months, a couple of minutes down the road, things can look bigger and brighter and sparkle more brighter than I ever imagined. If I can do that, then my why has been realized and I'm happy.
0: Aunt that's that's a whole sermon right there, Okay. (laughs) If people don't leave this episode, especially during this time of year, you know, it'll be January when this goes out and people are thinking about their New Year's resolutions and Mm -hmm. how
1: can I be better?
0: You know, um, just I really encourage people to just even rewind back to that last part and just have it on repeat a couple of times because, I mean, I'm fired up. I'm ready. I'm like, what? What? What do I need to do? What fire do I need to run into? Let's go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, there's a there's oh a, um very very successful um speaker in the area, Cheryl Wood, that um that says it like what she says. She says, "Your story was about you, but it wasn't for you." So by that, she says and I really definitely wanna attribute this to Cheryl Wood, cause this is not me. This is Cheryl Wood says this a lot in her speaking that whatever situation that you've gone through, it may have been your situation, but then your responsibility is to share it with somebody else. And that goes for people of all ages. You know, if you're a, a child and, and, or a student and there's somebody, that's new to the school and you remember what it was like when you were new to a school, then it is your obligation to go over and try to make that child feel welcomed. And if you're, you know, you're starting a new job and there's somebody that's just starting, well, if you're at the company, you've been at the company for a while and there's somebody starting a new job there at your company and you remember what it was like when you didn't know where the Xerox paper was and you didn't know who was who, you know, you have an obligation to help that next person. I think that's really, really important.
0: Oh my God. Aunt Gail, we could sit here and talk all day long. I am just so thankful that you came to the podcast today to share your wisdom, like about connecting, about being vulnerable, about building community, about service to others, I really am just inspired by your words today. And
2: we're, we're just thankful. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity to share with you all. And I really, really applaud the work that you all are doing. It's making a difference. I'm so proud when I see, you know, on social media, most of the time is where I see some of the wonderful things that you are doing, Amber, and that the podcast is doing. And I'm so incredibly proud of the work that you all are doing so please keep it up please keep it up it's it's really really making a difference
0: oh yay what do we say gang
2: (laughs) 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 i love it i love it
0: if you enjoyed this conversation you can follow gail clanton on social media Gail Clanton Sparkles on Facebook and Instagram and Gail C. Sparkles on Twitter. We've included more information about Gail's work in the show notes. Gail's why is rooted in a desire to not only find her own sparkle, her own light, but to bring out the sparkle and light in others as well. We hope that you enjoyed this conversation Her wisdom embodies the spirit of this podcast and this idea that as we build, as we explore, and as we seek our true calling, we are obligated to connect, to inspire, and to uplift. Adults should model what it means to show up authentically in the world. That means that vulnerability is okay. Needing to be understood is also okay. Finding or building your tribe should be seen as a part of thriving during what we would consider normal times and unprecedented times. Parents and educators, remember that as we help kids in our lives bring their talents to the surface, it's also important that we pursue our passions in 2021 as well. So, have you found your sparkle? Have you built your own community during the pandemic? What creative projects are you starting during this time? What are your New Year's resolutions, adult people? How are you going to pursue your passion this year? We encourage you to discuss these questions as a family or online with your friends. If you have any cool epiphanies that you'd love to share, please leave them in the comments or share them with us on social
1: media. Each episode, we will share quotes that we find inspirational. Reverend Simone is an American actress and TV personality. Her quote, Do not spend all of your time trying to be like someone else because you can never be them and they can never be you. Ayanla Van Zant is an American inspirational speaker, lawyer, spiritual teacher, author, life coach, and television personality. Her quote, the way you achieve your own success is to be willing to help somebody else get it first. My quote is by Maya Angelou, who was an American poet, memoirist, and civil rights activist. She received dozens of awards and more than 50 honorary degrees. My quote is, you'll face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated.
0: Zora Neale Hurston is an American author, anthropologist, and filmmaker. Her quote, It seems to me that trying to live without friends is like milking a bear to get cream for your morning coffee. It is a whole lot of trouble, and then not worth much after you get it.
1: Thank you for listening to the Less K-12 Better Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe.
0: We want to hear from you. Connect with us on social media at Let's K12 Better on all social media platforms, or connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at momofallcapes. The Let's K-12 Better podcast is available on every podcasting platform. So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review our podcast. Your feedback helps us grow. Thank you so much for listening.
1: See you next time. Life gets more magical
0: when you dream. So dream of a Disney cruise filled with magic and wonder.
1: (laughs) Hiya, pal! Sail from Florida to Disney's private island paradise and get ready for a dream come true with Disney Cruise Line.